Hammond has described the National Assembly's passing of the minimum wage bill as an historic achievement. Under the bill, the salaries of more than 6 million workers will increase. However, some critics have described 20 rand per hour as an insult. AgriSA, though, has welcomed the passing of the National Minimum Wage Bill and says that it will view it, <coughs> I beg your pardon, and said that they view it as a step towards uh, certainty. However, the agricultural body says it's uh, advising its stakeholders to exercise caution about the effect that the minimum wage will have on financially vulnerable farming operations. Meanwhile, Labour Federation SAF2 has vowed to continue to campaign for a national minimum wage that is higher than 20 rand per hour. 202 MPs voted in favour of the bill, with 17 against and one abstention. Now, to talk to us about this, we were supposed to speak to the South African Domestic Service and Allied Workers Union's uh, Gloria Kente, but unfortunately, her phone is off. We'll try and get hold of her. But right now, joining us on the line is Isabel Fry, a director at the Studies in Poverty and Inequality Institute. Isabel, a very good morning to you and welcome. Thank you, Elvis. And... Um Thank you also to all the listeners who are at this early on a Saturday morning. Ms. Fry, 20 rand as a minimum wage, is that a positive move for the workers? This is a, a really contentious issue, and I think it's great that you've got your, your show looking at this. I mean, as you said in the introduction, the fact that it's going to positively impact on 6 million workers means that those 6 million workers are currently not earning 20 rand an hour or 3,500 rand per month. One of the issues that we had to face in negotiations um, through NEDLAC, and I was on behalf of of community, one of the negotiators, was exactly where we set this. Now, when we started out with with our negotiations, you must recall that this was um, about two and a half years ago, so the value of the RAND was very different to what it is now, and I think we can get back to that. But um, Labour had come in with a um, a demand of 5,500 rand or more, and community was also far above the 3,500. So we had to negotiate up um, the opening negotiation levels that were put forward by business um, and that were endorsed by government. So it's not something which was pulled out of the hat. But I think if we can start to explore exactly what that 20 rand an hour means, I think that would be very useful. Let's start off there. What would it mean? If you take the amount... Per month. So that, that's based on an eight-hour working day for workers. That comes very, um, that, that, that falls very far short of what a family needs to have a decent standard of living. There's an interesting organization based in Peter Maritzburg called PAXA, who on a monthly basis does very thorough analysis of the cost of living for people. Um, they've come up with a basket of food of 2,370 rand for a family of four. Now, that's just food. Um, and in essence, what you're looking at at 3,500 rand a month um, is that you're going to have families who are just not able to afford the cost of food. And the problem with uh, people with low incomes is the one give that is um, within their control is that of food because rental, uh, transport monies, all of that is something which is negotiated out. And so you see an increasing level of people who are not able to afford to have a minimum. Now, again, what PAX has done is to look at the child support grants and the impact that that has, because we've got to remember, um, Elvis, what we're looking at is the distribution of income in a country that is an upper-middle-income country. So for the 9 million people who are unemployed in South Africa, um, those are not going to be affected by the national minimum wage. And really what they're looking at, depending on right now, are social grants. 
the majority of the 17 million social grants are the child support grants. And many people are unaware of the fact of how much a child support grant is. We're looking at 400 rand. So currently, um, for children who receive a child support grant, um, they're looking at uh, being able to achieve less than 75% of the food that's coming in. So in essence, one of the impacts that we're going to have, we have had, and we're going to continue to have, as you point out, is, for instance, child stunting. So currently, according to stats, they say 30% of boy children, 25% of girl children are stunted. And that means that their developmental, their physical, um, and their mental capacity is severely affected by the lack of income. And so really what we're looking at in South Africa is we're trying to to move ourselves out of the cycle of poverty and inequality that we have. The national minimum wage at 20 rand an hour we have to accept is a flaw that we need to move beyond, but it certainly isn't something that we should aim to, to sit at. And that was one of the disputes in the negoti- around the negotiating table, was exactly what happens to this level. Now, one of the aspects of the Act is the establishment of a National Wage Commission, which should be established by the end of this year. The task of this commission, amongst others, is to look at the increase to the national minimum wage. And one of the things that your listeners need to be doing um, is to making sure that public demand is such that the national minimum wage increases uh, to far beyond where it is right now and also far beyond inflation. Because the other aspect that we need to look at um, is the severe blow that the increase in VAT that was announced in the February 2018 budget has on people who already have a small income. So we've got that. What we're looking at this week is another increase in the fuel prices. So that very small amount that poor and working class families have is going to be eroded further. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Isabel, I just want to introduce uh, our guest as well on the other line is Gloria Kente. Uh, she's from the South African Domestic Service and Allied Workers Union. Ms. Kente, very good morning to you and welcome. Good morning. Now, um, now you heard that the Labour Minister, Mildred Olyfunda, described the National Assembly's passing of the minimum wage bill as an historic achievement. Uh, what is your union's reaction to the 20, uh, 20 rand minimum wage bill? Our reaction about this minimum wage is uh, uh, why are we getting less wage? Because for the domestic workers, uh, that 20 rand is not for us. They said the domestic workers will get 15 rand an hour. So the 15 rand an hour is not, em- is not enough. Because if you work, as a, for an example, if you work uh, five hours for your employer, then you will get how much, and then you will have to spend money to go home to travel. So that money is not enough for the domestic workers. Mm-hmm. Now, government yeah. would argue that the 20 rand minimum wage is just the starting point, but there are those unions that uh, uh, say it's an outcry that the new proposal amounts to poverty wages uh, and entrenching uh, income inequality between the rich and the poor even further. Uh, do you agree with that statement? No, I don't agree. Why? As I said, uh, because even that 3.5, it's not enough. It's not a living wage. Hmm. Because the, 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 the domestic workers are the single parent. And then they are depending to that 3.5. They must, they t- they, they've got children that must go to school. They must buy food, they must uh, buy clothes for the children. 
and even to rent their places because most of the domestic workers don't have their own houses. They are renting the backyards. So that's why we said as a union that 3.5 isn't that. It's not enough, but it's, if it is going to be a start, and then the government must uh, try to, to, to speed the process that, that uh, 3.5, uh, it must get. Uh, 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 it must go up again. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. I, yes. yes. Now, uh, Isabel, um, we're asking our listeners this morning: What is a reasonable living wage that would close that gap between the rich and the poor? Your thoughts on that? I think that we all recall and we can never forget the fact that uh, mine workers uh, working at in Marikana. Uh, we're prepared to die for 12500 And I think that in setting wages, one needs to really look at people who are intimately connected with the uh, need to live um, on a certain level. And so 12500 has a resonance around that. Work that we've done um, at po- Studies in Poverty and Inequality Institute, we're looking at the construction of what we call a decent standard of living index. And there, what, we, what we're finding right now in our interim findings is that you're looking at about between 10 and 17,000 rand per month uh, in order to enable someone to uh, live a decent standard of living as guaranteed the right to dignity in a constitution. And so one of the tasks, as I mentioned before, of the commission is to work towards a living wage. Now, historically, uh, labor unions have been quite uh, adverse to setting an amount for a living wage, saying that it has to be, you have to take into account a number of factors, such as the cost of living. But I think that the commission needs to, the first thing it needs to do is to set something, set a target that um, is required to be achieved in the, next, uh, in the next two or three years. And I don't think that that target really could fall much below about um, between five and, and 6,000 rand per worker per month. Because the other thing, Elvis, is that um, as Satsawi was mentioning, the cost of the vulnerable workers, many are, are single workers. And so you have households that depend on one single income. And that 3,500 rand is certainly not going to create um, anything around the kind of income security. So I think one of the questions that would be interesting to hear your, your um, viewers or your listeners come up with is what they think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the amount of, as I said, between so around 7,000 rand per month. But the other thing that we've got to take into account is who's going to be paying these wages? Um, this is not the captains of industry. Much of this um, are the lower middle classes, your nurses, your doctors, your teachers, um, whose take-home currently is around sort of between four and 6,000. So from that, they're going to be expected to be able to pay out an additional 5,000 rand. And currently we've seen that many middle-class and working-class families are dependent on machinistas, on, on loan sharks, just in order to get by. So what part of the, the issue of the Kululani Declaration that the then Deputy President called for was a review of the entire wages, the wage structure in South Africa, which is in essence still apartheid wages, because you have people at the top getting exorbitant wages. And many people have said, why are we going for a minimum wage? Why don't we go for a maximum wage at the same time? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something which would be very interesting to, to hear what your listeners have to say on that. Isabella, thank you so much for your time and joining us on the line. That was uh, Isabel Fry, Director at the Studies in Poverty and Inequality Institute. And the question we posed,